0: Welcome to What Would Witches Do, a mental health podcast that discusses the difficulties that come with being alive. Join your two witches as they bring vulnerability and shame out of the darkness and into the light, because that's what witches would do. We believe we create the magic to heal trauma one difficult conversation at a time. This week's episode is sponsored by Collins Woodwork. Collins Woodwork specializes in custom cabinetry. Whether you are looking to build a new home or remodel your current one, Collins is the company for you. Check out their work at CollinsWoodwork.com or on Facebook at Collins Woodwork. I promise you won't regret it. Welcome back. Episode 28. My name is Katie.
1: And my name is Lauren.
0: And this week we have a special guest.
2: Hi, I'm Rhonda. Hello, Rhonda. Welcome. We're very happy to have you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here.
1: Woo. Yes. Lauren's going to give us an update. Yeah. So we just experienced a new moon solar eclipse Mm -hmm. in Scorpio. We also are in um, Scorpio sun season. So just keep that in mind when we are kind of going through the energies of what was happening with the eclipse because Scorpio energy is Scorpio energy. It's Lauren's fave. <laughs> I don't know if it's my favorite. I, okay. I don't know. Anyways, I, I just am kind of fascinated by Scorpios when they're a little bit more evolved just because like they're pretty in-depth people and I consider myself to be a pretty in-depth person. So when you can match that, I'm just fascinated. Yeah. So um, Scorpios are known as... One of like the most passionate signs, and they carry that energy throughout everything that they love and desire. Um, They are dark and in depth, and they focus on the shadows and transformations. So, this is one of the most transformative signs, transformative signs. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have like this intense, mysterious energy um i actually kind of associate the the i guess all water signs but scorpio energy in particular with like the sacral chakra i kind of associate like all the like the earth signs with the root chakra right i get it yeah that makes sense like the fire signs with solar, solar plexus because that's the fire yeah um and i and i guess you know the The air signs would be your throat chakra. Mm. So
0: those air signs,
1: yeah. Anyways, next Scorpio. Scorpio. So during this new moon, you're gonna feel its darkness, and during this time, the eclipse is preventing the sun to reach to us. So that's kind of leaving us in the shadows, right? Yeah. So it's a good opportunity if if you're not already feeling this energy to turn inwar- inward inward. Um, so that you can get deeper clarity on who you are yeah. and what you desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: Work on the things. You can work on the sacral chakra things. Intimacy, emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Speaking of emotions, um, because the Scorpio energy is so intense and it's a water sign, like emotions will be. Flowing. Pretty charged up, Excellent. exactly. I love it and when that happens. It's time to feel them a little deeper. Uh, you might have a feeling of those waves of emotion, and remembering uh, that they you don't have to identify with those emotions, like the stories that they're attached to. Mm-hmm. So if you let them f- flow, yeah. If you're feeling some emotions that are coming up from, let's just say past traumas, just know that. You can let them emotions flow through you, and then they're not who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. So just let yourself feel through all those. Let's see what else. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's kind of what we got. Uh, So you might be experiencing some energy of, like, going through that cycle of death Mm -hmm. and rebirth. Rebirth, yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of why Scorpios are considered one of the most transformative signs is because... That's what they symbolize is death and rebirth. So,
0: All right. Yeah. Well, I'm about to have some deaths of some behaviors.
1: Yeah. Man, we heard something about letting this energy just work for you. And yeah, just flow
0: through it. That's all you have to do. Don't try and like manifest things. I've read a lot of things about that. Don't try and manifest because whatever's going to happen is going to happen and it's just going to flow. Right. Just let it flow. Yeah.
1: So you might experience some, like, push and pull type of mm. um, energy along with um, maybe even some, like, manipulative tendencies. Scorpios are also known for, like, manipulation. They're a water sign. Um, so, yeah.
0: Okay. Be aware. Mm-hmm. As the fire nation over
1: here, we can get manipulative. Yeah. I mean, of course. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, as she was thinking about Azula. So yeah, okay.
0: So we watch the Avatar sometimes and I really say that I'm the Fire Nation because I really am. And then we're watching this and Azula's just awful and Lazen. I was like,
1: Ooh, I can really relate with her. Ooh. Yeah, she's she's like one of those characters that you can't help but to hate and love at the same time because Admir. they're so like, yeah, sure, that's a good word for it. Because they're so talented, they just use their talent for the wrong reasons. So mm-hmm. don't be one of those people. Don't be one of those people. <laughs> be an evolved fire sign. Yeah, like Uncle Iro.
0: Yeah, he's my fave.
1: Yeah, he's my fave too. Okay. They're all my faves, but you yeah. know. That's the update. Yeah, that actually happened on um, Sunday. The new moon eclipse. 25th was the eclipse. 25th, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. All right. But the energy is still carry out a couple days after. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And, and the- we're in eclipse season. Exactly. And yeah. Scorpio season too. So you just have all this working with you and against you at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but just flow through it. Yep.
0: That's, that's the lesson. Okay, we'll get to Rhonda. So we invited Rhonda because October's a cancer awareness month. I know they focus on breast cancer, but we need to be aware of all cancers. Yeah. And Rhonda is a Four-time survivor,
2: correct? Um, Well, I was originally diagnosed with uh, stage four pancreatic cancer. Wild. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And that was uh, the first week of June 2012. And uh, originally, I wasn't feeling really well and went in, and one thing led to another, and they thought, okay, you know, you have pancreatic cancer. It was in the head of the pancreas. And originally, they were like, this will be... Pretty simple. We can do some surgery. You'll have a little chemo, and off you go. And uh, after I had a surgery, which was called a Whipple surgery, it's about a six-hour surgery, an 11-day hospital stay. Um, They also always pull lymph nodes, which is pretty typical. And at that point, they found out that it had metastasized. So I had uh, cancer in my liver, in my lungs. So at that point, you go from stage one we can take care of this to stage four, you have less than a year to live, Uh, you need to put your your stuff in order. And uh, so that was a bit of a shock. I I
1: couldn't imagine the feeling of being told that and having to process that, especially like right then and there, you know, right, right.
2: seriously, well, it's so weird, because I was, so they had put me in the hospital, um, when I originally got diagnosed, um, because I wasn't feeling well. And then, you know, getting that, information and trying to accept it just as it was. And then a couple months later seeing it manifest itself into something that was more permanent. Like you may not survive this. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that was a, uh, an interesting thing. Um, but after, you know, you kind of go through everything and, and you uh, talk with your doctor I have really great doctors, um, and the number one thing that, you know, we tried to communicate with our doctors was that if you are on our team, on my side, I'll do whatever you need me to do. And so that's kind of like what we did. So um, originally, um, once it had, um, you know, spread to other organs, I was put on a very high level of uh, chemotherapy. So I would go to the hospital And it was a a seven-hour infusion. Whoa. And, uh, well, before I had any surgery, I had a Metaport um, put in. And that's just so that your chemo uh, can go directly into your vein as opposed to putting it. Because chemo is one of those double-edged swords. It will cure your cancer, but it will try to kill everything else as it's trying to cure your cancer. So I had a really hard time with the port. I, I felt very violated, if that made any sense. It was... Just this very foreign, right? Yeah. It's like, this shouldn't be how it is. And I had a friend who told me, no, you need to embrace your port. It's going to bring the medicine to you. It's going to make it better. So I named my port George Clooney. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you gotta do. Because I was like, well, he played a doctor on television and he seems to. Oh my gosh, I love that. So yeah, so I still have George. Um, And it's pretty funny because 10 years later, When I go, you know, for scans or whatever, everyone knows George. Everyone asks about George. And so that was kind of one thing, you know, with that. But so, yeah, I was put on this really high toxic regimen of chemo. It was about a seven-hour infusion. And then you go home with a pump that's connected to you, and it just constantly gives you the chemotherapy for two days. So I had this regimen every other week for six months, And uh, luckily, we saw progress. It was working. Mm. So that was huge. And then uh, one thing led to another, and uh, I had some other spots that came up, some other lesions. I had to have uh, my liver ablated because I had about five lesions there. And uh, there was a little spot on my um, lung. And my uh, oncologist was like, we can take care of that with some radiation, It'll be really easy. They're going to put a little uh, marker, a little metal marker, where they need to put the uh, radiation because they need to be able to find, you know. Right. Well, uh, while they were doing that, the uh, person who was uh, putting in the marker accidentally nicked an artery, and so I started to Ah. bleed out. And it was so strange because I kept thinking to myself, I think I'm dying. And I didn't expect to be dying here. Right. You know, like, I, I, you know, everything was like getting black. And I remember saying, I can't breathe. And that was because my lungs were filling up with blood. (gasps) And I was like, someone has to help me. Yeah. (laughs) And it was so funny, because You know, like if you've ever been in a doctor situation, nurses are such rocks. You know, it takes a lot to rattle. them. Yes. You know, I mean, they're doing everything. They really are the backbone of the medical community. And when you see nurses are losing it, you know, you're in trouble. And I just saw all these nurses running around and yelling, go get a doctor from the ER. Hurry up, hurry up. And the doctor came in and I just was like, you know, I'm like, you have to help me. I can't breathe. I was saying it, I guess, kind of loud. And the doctor was like, you need to calm down. So I remember saying, you need to help me. I can't breathe. (laughs) Oh, my
1: gosh.
2: So I had to have an emergency thoracotomy where they removed uh, a small portion of my lung. And uh, but unfortunately, as you may know or not know, um, Cancer needs an outlet. It likes it needs somehow to be able to spread, and it's usually done through blood. Oh. So what happened was is when I was bleeding out, that little tiny nodule, little, little tumor in my lung, decided to go many places. Oh. And so from that, I ended up having to have yet another surgery where they removed the lower left lobe of my lung, so I had that surgery and uh, I was doing great, you know, and I had time in between these. It wasn't like, you know, month and then the next month and the next month. Um, I had some chemo during that, also had some radiation. And, uh, and then the last thing that happened, I remember I'm very conscious of my body now, very, very conscious of it.
1: I could just imagine. And, Serious.
2: And I remember feeling a, a lump on my left side by my ribs. And, you know, we, we go to see the doctor, the oncologist, and the thing about, I think the number one thing that I think people that have never experienced cancer maybe can't grasp, and, and nor should you, because why would you? It's that when you go, um, for me, it started out like maybe every six weeks I would go get a CT scan, and then the next day we would meet with the oncologist. Well, depending on, what they see in that scan and what your numbers and your blood work that determines if you get to go forward with your life because they didn't find any cancer or now you have Ooh. to start treatment again right and that is a tough gig because you know you're so raw and you're so emotional and you know you're you're just making all these packs with whomever just to let you have a clean scan because then you can go forward. And I remember going to see our oncologist, and he said, I know there's something, but I can't see it. I don't know where it is. And if I can't see it, I can't treat it. And I was sitting on the examining table, and I said, oh, do you think it's right here? And he's like, no, that's your ribs you know, that, that's something else. And I said, no, I I have something here. And sure enough, I had a tumor that was growing on the outside of my ribs. And, uh, we were never so happy to have found cancer at that point right? because then, I mean, right. Then, you know, your enemy, you can, you can fix it. mm -hmm. So that surgery, they removed part of two of my ribs and, uh, put some, uh, some type of fabric that they put in so they could remove the tumor. And then I, I had some more chemo uh, to clean that up a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been 10 years. And like I said, I've had a couple of years in between where I haven't had anything. And knock on wood, it's been about four years since I've been I always say the word clean. My husband says, don't say that. It makes you sound like you're a recovering, (laughs) I don't know, drug addict of some (laughs) type. But, um, yeah, and so there's been a lot. And, uh, you know, before I got diagnosed, we would hear about, oh, so-and-so got cancer. Mm. And you feel Mm -hmm. bad, but then you move on because you do. That's not your life. Right. But when it comes to your house – It's, it's different. It's really different. And, uh, I'll never say that I'll be that kind of person who said, oh, getting cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me. It wasn't, but getting cancer helped me see some things that maybe I didn't pay attention to before. Okay. And, uh, and I had a lot of great people come into my life because I had cancer And I had a lot of people uh, show me certain things that I would have not known about. Um, And I know when I was going through chemo, because it was just an awful chemo, and I lost my hair, and you get really sick, and you lose weight. and It's all of that that you see in the movies and more. But um, one of the greatest things, too, is just being able to come to terms. Yeah. You just have to come to terms with things. and. I know people would say to me, oh my goodness, I could never do what you did. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can, because what's your alternative? Yeah, you're not left with much else. No, you either do this or you die. And unfortunately, some people do it and still die. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard thing.
1: Right. Everyone, you know,
2: puts in their fight, that's for sure. Right, right. And I know uh, with pancreatic cancer, it's... uh, It's a really lesser-known cancer. Mm -hmm. I met no criteria for cancer, for pancreatic cancer. It's usually for men that smoke. Uh, African-American community uh, gets pancreatic cancer at a higher rate. Mm. I met none of it. I just happened to get the short end of the stick for whatever reason. I never smoked. I don't drink. I eat well. I exercise. And that was the other thing, too. It's so interesting the type of response you get when people find out you have cancer. There's a couple of different things. You get the, the tilt of the head,
1: and yeah. they feel bad
2: for you. And as soon as someone finds out that you have cancer or had cancer, they'll start to treat you like a patient, which yeah. is awful. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's not fun. I'm still
0: a human, thank you. Right, right, right. They yeah.
2: look at you like, mm, you know, and I get it. It's tough. No one yeah. knows what to say or do. Right. And I'm not bagging on anybody. No. I probably did the same thing before I was diagnosed. So, and then you get that weird person who finds out you got diagnosed and they find out that, you know, you you led a pretty good life as far as taking care of yourself. And they're like, oh, look at you. You know, I drink every day I smoke a pack of cigarettes and I didn't get cancer. Right. And you're like, yeah. Thank you for making that obvious. Right. (laughs) And that's great. But the thing is, is that if it comes for you, and it may not, but if it does, you want to be the most able to fight it.
0: Right. You know,
2: and uh, so that's, I think, what kind of helped me a little bit was that I didn't have a lot of issues going in to fighting the cancer, you know. But, right. but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I feel the the worst for my kids. Um, yeah. my, my daughter was a senior in high school. My son was, uh, I think he was uh, starting his sophomore year in college. And that was really tough because, you know, it's That's a ha- lot on a family. It is. Yeah. It is. It really, really is. And my husband, I mean, we've been married 41 years, and uh, mm. he was great. I mean, he's just a great caregiver. And I've always said it's, I think, harder to be the caregiver than it is to be the patient because you're, you're limited as to what you can do. Like I'm, a feeling yeah. of helplessness. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he would have sold his you know right arm if he had to. I know he would. But, you know, and, you know, Katie, like your dad, John, my husband, you know, they fix things. They they're, do. They're fixers. They're fixers. Yep. You know, they'll fix anything. And I remember my husband looking at me saying, I don't know what to do. I, I can't fix this. And that's tough. Mm, that's heartbreaking yeah. it it is. to hear that. It is. He's like, I can't fix this. And, uh, but, you know, it's a very interesting thing. Um how people come in and out of your life. Like, I had people that I knew for a very long time that when they found out I had cancer, they were like, I'm out. And wow. I never I never heard from them again. That is wild. Isn't that crazy? It's to me. I know, I know. It was crazy for me, too. And like, it wasn't whoa. like we were needing them to do anything for us, but other than support, I guess. Right. Yeah. And then we had, like, neighbors that maybe... We kind of knew them, but not a hundred percent. That were so wonderful and involved, and right. So I kind of think that you know, when a person gets cancer or any disease, it's not limited. There's plenty of things we all carry something. Right. It may not be medical. It may be you know emotional, financial, whatever it is. I just really think that it's just a great uh, measurement. Of how we interact as human beings with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it it really is. And I know before I got sick, I'll admit it, I would get mad at the person who would get off the escalator and then just stand there and not (laughs) move. You're like, come on, or they're driving too slow or whatever. And then you kind of have to think, well, did they get a call today? You know, right. did they get diagnosed? Did their loved one get diagnosed? Right, did that their... empathy muscle. Yeah, right. exactly. And I think, I think we kind of forget that as we live. You know, yeah, like that we it's do. Busy. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah, and it's it's not as clear cut, you know, as as we think. Like, oh, come on, just keep on moving or whatever. Right. But yeah, I mean, I learned a lot. I never knew what my pancreas did before before <laughs> I got cancer in it, so that was interesting. But I had a lot of other types of things that helped me besides the medical part of it. Um, I've always said that I hope no one ever has to utilize uh, the Waukesha Pro Health Cancer Center. Um, but it's excellent. Um, when I first got diagnosed, everything was done at the hospital. Um, all of the chemo, all of the cancer things were done at the hospital. And then as time went on, they, uh, they built the new cancer center. And I was on uh, uh, the uh, patient advisory board for that. So Uh we were able to uh, decide and make some good decisions for the patients themselves. And uh, with that too, I mean, they have some great, really great programs. They have Reiki that is provided. So I was able to participate in that. They had some other types of things. One of them was visualization and, uh, Uh, what I was taught was to visualize, and they suggested an animal. So every day when everybody was gone, John Mm -hmm. would go to work, Madeline, my daughter, would go to school. I would sit in a chair, and it was very quiet, and I visualized a uh, polar bear. And he would start at my head, and i visualized him just swimming through my bloodstream and as he was swimming through my bloodstream he was taking all the cancer with him i love that and he swam and and he swam and he he touched my fingertips and he came down and he mm. went all through and then he he left out my toes and i did that every day and wow. it was great it it was fantastic and uh, in my closet i have a little i have a little altar that I I pray at every night. And at that altar, I have many things that have touched me. I have people that gave me things that said, this got me through a hard time. I'm giving this to you. I had healing stones from a friend that got them in Arizona. I have a a, a little... uh, Polar bear that someone gave me to I visualize that. that. Yeah. And I think it's really important. And I don't think you need to have cancer to have those touchstone things. Right, that Exactly. That bring you where you need to be. Um, yeah. That's yeah, what witches would do. That's what, that witches, what would witches would do. That is what witches would yeah, do. I, I think they would do that. I totally yeah. think they would do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's tough. But, you know, I always tell people, you have to trust your doctor's. You know, yeah. trust the people you're. That's right. Working with, and we do not live in you. the the day of Marcus Welby, where you just automatically assume everybody has your best interest. No, um, you need to search those people out. I was very fortunate, and I am aware of my privilege. My husband had a great job, and we had great insurance. I never had to pick or choose. I never had to say, "Well, I could have the surgery or the chemo. I could mm. have it both." And I understand that's not the case for a lot of people. And I wish that wasn't. So So I know I'm very fortunate that way. Um, So I know I had a very high level of care. Um, I had a lot of people fight for me because Mm. the, you know, the uh, expectance rate for to live through pancreatic cancer is very low. Mm -hmm. So... If you have more than one occurrence, your doctor or your surgeon has to present it to a tumor board and has to plead your case to say why someone is viable. Wow. Why would someone need this surgery? Why why should we do this? You know, and so that's a reality of and a lot of times it is because the person is 83 years old, and does it make sense to put them through right. a horrible, sure. you know, uh, traumatic surgery, traumatic, experience. right? It Does that justify their their life expectancy? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at some point, you know, how does that work? But yeah, I mean, it, it's a very interesting uh, situation. And it splits your life in two. I have two lives. I have my life before I had cancer, and I have my life. Like a new identity. Now, absolutely. And I'd be a liar if I said sometimes I didn't ache for my old body. Uh I do sometimes. I have a lot of scars. I have a lot of my ribs are permanently dislocated. Um, So that way there's lots of things I can't eat. But at the end of the day, I'm okay with it. I'd be a liar if I said, oh, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it sounds like
1: it's taken work to even make you believe that like, you know, this body deserves the love after everything it's been through.
2: Right, right. And I think that's the other thing too. I think sometimes we're really hard on ourselves We're, at least for me, I was like kind of under the impression where it was just like, you know, stiff upper lip and just, you know, go forward and stuff and you have the, right, I guess to say, is to have a breakdown, yeah, to let it out. Thank to you screen. for saying that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that the concept you have of, of sickness from like the movies or television and then the reality of it, it's really different. You well, know? yes. It's yes. really mm-hmm. different. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and like I said, you know since i got sick a lot of great things have happened too exactly before i got sick i was very like no i don't i don't want to really travel or i don't want to do those things or whatever and then after i got sick if my husband would say do you want to go on a trip i'd be like oh yeah you know yeah. like well, let's go and i think everyone should embrace their life a little like that cuz the only difference between me and everybody else is i've had a scan Right. I know my enemy. Mm-hmm. I know, I know what lurks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is it. This is not a dress rehearsal. Right. Your life is, is here now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you should really, you know, just, just do it, you know, dance and sing and laugh and, and be with people that love you and that you love them and, don't save anything. There's no such thing as good China or uh, whatever it is. Just right. every day is is that day. Yeah. And I've always said, I'm not afraid to die. I just don't want to die today. Right. And so for me, that was that was that was a big thing. And I do. I, I have strong faith. I have faith in, in I have faith in people. I have faith in a in a God that I I know uh, helps me. Mm-hmm. I have faith in, in the medical profession, but I also have faith in myself. Mm. And I think that's an important thing too. And uh,
1: maybe the most important.
2: Yeah. You know, and, and I think sometimes in lots of different things, we kind of lose our faith in ourselves. And yes. and we just have to remember that, you know what, it's okay if we stumble. It's okay if we don't say the right thing. And, uh, and I would say Uh, when people would come, you know, to be with me, the best thing, including your mom, your mom was fantastic. Sometimes it was just having somebody sit next to me, not saying a word, just knowing that there was another human being that was there that was, you know, trying to, to kind of go through this with me, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, Yeah. And you have to have a little bit of humor. You do. yeah, You do. Because, you know, I mean, it's pretty serious stuff. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. So you you do. You have to try to find. I remember one time I was like heavy duty into my first chemo and I lost a lot of weight. I was probably about 95 pounds. And uh, I was in our closet and I just started crying because um, I had no clothes that would fit. And my husband, John, was... In the bathroom, he was shaving, unbeknownst to me, he was naked. And he comes running in because he was petrified because I'm crying. And he says, What's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, I don't have any clothes to fit mm. me. And he's like, Well, we'll just go buy you new clothes. Like he just didn't get it. Right. Like, you know, he's like, you know, problem solved. And we laugh about that and lots of other things that happened. And, you know, it is. It's just, it's just I got the short end of the stick. Um, I'm no more special than anybody else to say, right. you know, well, why, why did this happen to me? Well, why not? Right. I, I'm, I'm no more special. You know, it just, it just did. And um, through it, I mean, I've, I've met a lot of people that have had pancreatic cancer and uh, I've been paired up with some people to try to help them navigate some things. And uh, you know, like I said, I would be a liar if I said, Oh, wow, I'm I'm so glad this happened to me. No, I'll never say that. Right. But it did. And so now I just, we just make the best out of it. We just make the right. best of right. it. Yeah. But you
1: really have found the beauty in life. And that's that's probably the biggest takeaway. You absolutely. know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel as if you would take much for granted. You have so much gratitude. Right.
2: And and I think that's the thing, you know, we don't take that time. And I know it can kind of sound corny, you know, like, oh, stop and smell the roses, you know, but it's the truth. It you is. know, I think everybody's always looking for that big thing, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, well, when I get a bigger house, then my life will be great. Or when I get that big paying job, or if I lose weight, or if I do this, or if I do that, at the end of the day, it's none of that, right? It's none of that. It's looking outside and seeing the sun, and you know, being able to be around a few people that love you and you love them. And uh that's really Yeah. At the just end just one day. That's it. That's it. That's one all day. we've got. The day we have. The day we have. Absolutely. The moment. You gotta live in that moment. And mm. uh because if you don't, you're gonna blink and a lot of moments have gone by then. Yeah. Wow. And you're gonna wonder, you know, what the heck? And uh so yeah, I mean uh I never, you know, obviously no one ever wants cancer and, uh, but I got it. So I was like, well, let's see what we can do with it. So that's what we did. And, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're amazed at what your body can do. You know, yeah. like you hear about those stories where the man had to cut his own arm off to free himself from this or that. And you think, right. Why, how could you do it?
1: Right. Yeah. There's plenty of things where I look oh. at people and I'm like, I could not right. go through that or do that. Absolutely. You
2: know? But the body has such a, a strong resilience Survival. to survive. Mm-hmm. That's it. You Know, I mean, it just really does take over and it is pretty darn amazing. Yeah, uh, don't let your mind get in the way, absolutely, absolutely, because that one will uh, that one will hold you back. But mm-hmm. I love that they like
0: have new things like visualization, oh, yeah, Reiki, absolutely, like yeah. I different love modalities that was integrated yeah. into your treatment? Oh,
2: absolutely. Um, And there was so much more. And like I said, when uh, we were helping to design the new cancer center, they took into so much consideration. Uh, One of the things we hated at the old thing was when you, as soon as you walked in, it just smelled like medicine and and all of that. And And we brought that up and they were able to do that fix that and there was these beautiful gardens that we could go out if you were able to you know take your chemo outside they have beautiful Mm. gardens every every chemo bay had a window so you could get natural light in there and that is much more healing oh my goodness it really really is and uh because it's it it's awful you know yeah Yeah. so you want to be able to um, have the best that you can have. And I know every time I went to have chemo, I brought all my stuff. I brought my little altar and I would set it up, um, in my chemo bay. And lots of other people did that. I I know a woman who, uh, she wore her Superman, Superwoman's or Wonder Woman socks every time she got chemo. And yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. And, And that's the thing. Don't ever have someone tell you how you have to do it. Yes. Right. You do it how it works for you, you know. Yeah. And and everything is, is everything is different, you know, but to be able to have a, a place that recognizes, you know, oh, you do better doing it this way, you need that. But no, it was great. It was it was really great that they had all those those alternative things for us to experience. And uh, they also had um, I had a meditation C D that they sent home with me, and at first I was a little like, "Mm." but then I tried it, and that also was really great. It was just a very calming, positive energy, Mm -hmm. you know, breathing in and breathing out and being very conscious of where you are in that, so. Helps you connect to your body and much more. It does, it does, it really, really does, and and it's interesting, because when you're in the thick of everything, whether you're recovering from a uh, an operation or or surgery or chemo, my uh, one of my uh, uh, surgeons would say, never compare yourself to how you feel felt yesterday. Compare it to when you first started, oh. and I like that even throughout life. I, I I I like that idea of it. So say you know you had your operation last week, well don't say, well, I don't feel much better than I did yesterday, but you felt you feel much better than you did last week. And I think that's true with other things. Mm-hmm. Like if we're trying something new, I know for me before I got sick I was very much a perfectionist. So I wouldn't do it because if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be wrong. I, right. I wouldn't mess it up. Right. So I didn't take a chance. Well, now I take a chance because I'm like, well, I'm not as good as I want to be, but I'm better than when I first started. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's a real important part of you know trying to live and because in you know in today's day and age with you know Instagram and all of yeah. that and what do you see? You aren't going to see anybody's mistakes. No, you're going to see everything perfect, mm-hmm. and that's such a hard. It is. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, you get in the trap yeah. of
1: comparing yourself yeah. to others and it's that's,
2: awful. That's kinda like why we have this podcast. Yeah. I think that's great. And yeah, I mean, because you you need to fail at mm-hmm. something. Or you yes. or you need to because if you don't, mm-hmm. then you Where's know, the lesson? Absolutely. Or just where where is just being a part of something? Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, it's like teaching a child to tie their shoes, yeah, you're going to have a 100 times where they are just going to lose it because they can't do it. Yeah. But you cannot replace that look on their face when they finally do it. And, right. and I think they're, that's, you know, super important too. And, you know, um, but, yeah, I mean, cancer sucks, absolutely. I remember <laughs> uh, after my first year, my husband and I uh, ran – Uh, a 5k uh, for pancreatic cancer awareness. There's a really great organization. It's called pancan.org and it's fantastic. And I recommend anybody who uh, has pancreatic cancer or any cancer really check it out. They're really good. But we ran this uh, 5k for it and uh, I got a t-shirt printed up and it said, um, uh, cancer touched my pancreas. So I kicked its ass and, uh, And I think that's just a great, a great approach. You know, yeah. we just have to say, you know what, this is what's been put in front of me and I'm going to do the best I can. Right. And I'm that's, bigger than that. I'm larger right. than that. That's right. That's yeah.
0: right. I feel like staying in the bad spot will just that's make right. it worse. Right. Manifest right. Yeah. Yeah, more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would give
2: myself like in the morning, like... It, when I was in the shower, I would be like, okay, here's my time to cry Get and out. scream and mm-hmm. be done. And then I was done. And, uh, it, it, because you can't hold it in either. No, it, that's, absolutely not, that's not, that's not good at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You need to, you need to let it out. But yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm more than just cancer. I'm, you know, I'm lots of different things. I'm mm-hmm. some of it is the same. Some of it is different, but, uh, yeah, you know, I never liked, uh, the term like cancer survivor. I never really liked the term of like uh, your cancer journey or anything mm. like that. Cause it kind of implies, or when people would say, Oh, you're such a fighter. Well, I'm no more of a fighter than anybody else that maybe didn't get through it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it is just by the grace of God or yeah. the, just, you know, a lot of it is luck hmm. I mean, blessings. Yeah. Blessings. Uh, just being, you know, maybe at the right place at the right time. So, you know, because uh, that's tough, too. I mean, I've had two close friends um, that got diagnosed within six months of me uh, that both passed away from different cancers. And I had some survivor guilt on that, you know, because wow, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, they fought just as hard as I did. Yeah, you know, right. they had just as bad of chemo. Why did I survive and they didn't? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of tough. And uh, yeah,
1: you know, I never would have thought of that. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. You know, having that guilt or that even mm-hmm. being yeah. a thing that the you YB. would battle with. Yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But, yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, life is good. And uh, I try not to dwell on on all of the things that have happened. i I try to say, well, I've met some really great people. Mm-hmm. I've had some really great things happen to me. I've had mm-hmm. some really bad things happen to me, But at the end of the day, I think the good things outweigh the bad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, here I am. Here you are. <laughs> and
0: you're also trying to make things better for other people who right. are going through it. Right, right, right. To be on that board. Like, whoa. Yeah. And
2: okay. just, And just, uh, you know, it's always good to hear the story from someone else. Like mm-hmm. when I got diagnosed, like I said, my daughter was in high school and I was on the uh, booster board for her high school. And I remember we were at a meeting and I was saying, you know, I, I've been diagnosed and so I'll, I'll be stepping down. And uh, one of the the guys that was on the board, he came up to me afterwards, and he said, "Hey, my dad got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer about 13 years ago. Would you like to talk to him?" And I said, "Absolutely, sure." Because I had no, you know, right. all I knew was that I was going to die. Mm-hmm. And they came over, and I will tell you, it was so uplifting to actually see another human being that got the same diagnosis as you, and here they are, they are still. Yeah. And that was more, you know, more uplifting than so many other things. So I think no matter what you're going through, like I said, it doesn't have to be sickness. It could be many other things. Mm -hmm. Don't underestimate the power of your story. Absolutely. I think it's super important. I think, you know... You just don't realize it. You can read about it, but when another human being tells you their story and their story Mm -hmm. is sort of like your story, it's huge. It brings you hope. Yes, absolutely. Because Mm -hmm. when you can see another person and you're like, hey, you know, and uh, so it's... And people don't like to talk about the things. That's
0: why we want to talk about the things. You got to talk about the things. Because... Yeah. Somebody somewhere that's right has gone through that's right a similar situation absolutely yeah and they're still here and they've gotten through it
2: exactly and i i agree with you katie it's just like i don't know why people get all weirded out about talking about the things i feel like that's a generational thing i agree with you i think
0: so it is because you know you never had to talk about the things Well, keeping the things inside also causes illness and oh, yes. So, oh yes so yes so you know and then you don't talk about it and you see all these kids committing suicide who think they're alone and you're not alone no. you're not alone absolutely this is why we talk about the things that nobody wants to talk about i know
2: i know and it and i agree with you on that it's just that when things are And it's so funny, you know, there's that old adage where everything is worse at night, you know, Mm. like, oh, everything is just so, you know, like if you're sick, oh, you're Mm. sicker at night, you know, or whatever. And that's true. And I think for me, whenever we got bad news, you know, of course, we would be very upset and we would go home and I would cry and, you know, we would be Mm -hmm. like, okay. But what helped was talking it out yeah we would talk it out and then once you say it out loud you're like it's okay, not as scary it's not as scary it's a release right you release it you identify it mm-hmm. you you have this plan whatever it is and I think that's really important um yeah for lots of things like you were saying you know young people that are just feeling like they're so alone for whatever reason mm-hmm. and uh yeah you got to talk about it
0: yeah just Absolutely. anything. Yeah. Everything. Nothing should be a close conversation. No. Some people look at me like I'm inappropriate when I bring things up, and I'm like, I just don't even understand. Why can't I talk about right. this? I agree with you. This is like a reality that's right. happening, and there's no shame in the situation.
2: Absolutely not. None. No. I agree. So let's I share. Agree. Right. Right. And I think it's just, I mean, I come from a generation, I remember when I was growing up, you know, uh, if, when a, if a mom got breast cancer, well, nobody talked about it. You know, nobody talked about it. Yeah, right. You know, or. So that gives shame to a person. That's right. They
0: now, now they can't talk about it. Right, right. But so well, now then. they
2: have this added burden of, Not only are they sick, Mm -hmm. now they can't talk about it because for some, and I think that's true with a lot of And you might make
0: somebody else uncomfortable. Right, God forbid. I don't give a
2: shit about the other people. Right, right. Sorry. Yeah, God forbid. I'm the one going through it. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. And it's just like, and if there are no people in your circle that you can talk to, seek people out. Seek people. Yes. That's super important. There's lots and lots of, there's support groups. I went to a survivor's group. Um, for a while, which was great, it was for you know all different kinds of cancers, um, and their caregivers, and people would come, and that was great. I attended a, a an exercise; it was called a Beat Cancer Boot Camp. I did that for a while. I think I did that for two sessions. That was great. Find your thing. Find your release. If it's exercise, if it's talking, if it's, you know, art therapy, whatever it is. I don't care if you're making statues out of chewing gum, whatever it is, (laughs) find your thing and find your people. Yeah. Find your people, you know. And the
0: same people you've been surrounded by might not be those people anymore. No, No. And there are different seasons in life. And that's okay. That's okay. Absolutely.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. And you can't take that personally either. You can't. No, I -mm. know. And neither can the other people. No, I agree with you, you know? Mm -mm. And I I mean, the people that like stepped away from me once I got sick, yeah, at first I was like, well, yeah, thanks for nothing. But then the more I thought about it, I I thought, well, you know what? I can't blame them. I I don't know what's in their life that prompted them to have to step away from that. Maybe they had something going on, you mm-hmm. know, uh, maybe it brought back some memories that they just couldn't deal with or had never dealt with. So I just had to be like, well, you have to do what you got to do. Right. And I'm going to do what I got to do. And mm-hmm. hopefully the things will work out. Yeah. So, and yeah. I'm going to find my people. I'm going to find my people. Find your people. Find your yes. people. People. <laughs> people find your people. Because <laughs> we all we all have them. We all have our people, you yeah. know. Right. And, uh, yeah, and what is that? It's like if if there's a certain group of people that don't like you, move on because those are not your people. No, Um,
0: seriously. I used to have this conversation with one of my friends. I said not everybody's going to like you. No. And that is okay.
2: Actually, I think it's good. It is.
1: Yes, it is good. It
2: is, isn't it? it? I think it's so truthful and so, and so honest. Would Mm -hmm. you rather be around four people that really get you than 40 people that are pretending to get you? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. Some people just get so bent out of shape. Like I've literally only had, I've had close Uh friends. Mm -hmm. Close. I've never had a lot.
2: No. No, I've had quality close friends. Yeah, yeah, and
0: I would take that over quantity oh, any day.
2: Me too. Me too. I totally yeah. agree with you. It's yeah. good to have that tribe yeah. because mm-hmm. you need you need those people. You yeah, know, right. and it's there's something too about having those people that know your story. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? in you and you have that instant connection. You know, yeah. like I think about you know your mom. Your mom and I have been friends since you've been five. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. sometimes I don't even have to say anything and your mom's like yeah I, I know I got it I got yeah. it you know yeah and those are the people you know uh-huh. those mm-hmm. are the ones that you need in your yeah. life and uh yeah so yeah it's been it's been interesting and we've learned a lot and uh I've like I said I've met some really great people um mm-hmm. I have to say I've never in in 10 years in in all that I've had, I think I've had six major operations. I think I've had 41 scans. I've had about 30 rounds of chemo, radiation, all of that. I've never had one person in the medical field that was not kind to me. Okay. Did not treat me with respect or did not treat me well. I, I, I can't say enough about. And some people
0: are very scared to go to the doctor. And that
2: is it recognize that don't be afraid I think a lot of people look at it like a bill if I don't open it yeah. I don't owe it you know well denial, denial avoidance oh you know. yeah and that's common that's not like if I a, don't go nothing's wrong that's right because mm-hmm. I didn't hear it yeah yeah and I was always under the for me I was always like I wanted it to know right away Mm-hmm. Like just tell me because the sooner I know, the sooner I can get moving on it. Right.
1: right. Well, isn't there some type of peace in just knowing what yes. that is instead of mm-hmm. like wondering or worrying? Fear I agree is a with crazy you. Crazy thing though, no.
0: it is. Fear, Fear is. stops people from a lot of things. Absolutely. It does. It does. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think like exactly what you're saying. If they don't hear it, then well, it's it mm-hmm. it's not it's not the truth. You yeah. Know? And you hear those stories, well, then are, you don't have to face it. Accept right. It, yeah. All the right. things that follow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard. You know, and like I said before, you know, there's a lot more hardship that comes with cancer in my case, or, you know, lots of other things. It's not just the medical part of it. It's financial. Mm -hmm. It's the supportive thing of it. You know, I think about that all the time as far as, you know, I was so fortunate a loving husband i had children mm-hmm. i had family members and friends that all oh, they gathered around me and they they protected me and then i think of well the single mom that has no one mm-hmm. or the person that lives alone and so i, I think those are all things that In some ways, how we look at people need to change sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think there needs to be more
0: community. Yes, I agree with you. Community, a sense of community instead of everybody has to do it alone. Right,
2: right. Because, and the thing is too, is you cannot assume everybody's in your situation. Right. You know, you hear that a lot. Well, I don't experience that. No, you don't, because that's not your reality but just because it's not your reality doesn't mean it isn't someone else's reality.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: So if you can be kind, if you can, you know, seek out how you can help other people in their situations, I think it me, you know, means a world to, you know, yeah. to those people in that. So like I said, I mean,
1: well, it's life
2: changing. It is. It really is. I mean, like a, it was the first time in my married life that I couldn't, take care of my children Wow, I couldn't you know Mm -hmm. I mean we had people that would cook and bring food and as happy as that made me because it was horrible because I was like oh I can't even cook for my family and that's hard it is Mm -hmm. hard to accept help (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yes it it is hard to accept help it is Mm -hmm. it is
2: but you just have to you have to do it you know and like I said, you know, my husband, John, was just fantastic. He never missed one day of work. I mean, he would sit there and, and work on his computer while I was getting chemo. And But he, too, was very fortunate. He worked for a, a company that understood our situation mm-hmm. and told him, you know, don't worry, your wife comes first. And if you need well, time. I love that. Right? But not everybody gets that. No. I know. And so, like I said, that is not. That is not uh, missed on me. I, I know my my privilege that I that I was mm-hmm. experiencing for that, and uh, and those are the things that would be great if we could change, um, in our in our world, in other mm-hmm. people's experiences. Yes, yeah. yes. Because fighting a disease is hard enough. Right. You shouldn't have to fight everything else Ugh. along with it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. Mm. And uh, so yeah. So that mm. is. That is my story about pancreatic cancer. And uh, yeah, it's just, if you have one takeaway, just, you know, be conscious of, of your body and uh, listen to your body, listen to your, your intuition, intuition. Yep, that's exactly it. Okay. That. Yeah, just, just take it for that. Just take a little bit of time for yourself and, and uh, pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. okay and find your people find those people yes (laughs) (laughs) talk about the things yeah yeah talk about the things with the people that you find yeah there it is there There you go. go i say we put that on a pillow (laughs)
1: <laughs> i love it i love it Rhonda. your story had my jaw dropping at oh, times wow. oh my gosh and i had some
2: tears thank you for sharing that well thank you so much yes. for having me this was really uh, a great experience and uh yeah, yeah it's good it's good thanks to for talk being about brave things. some people get very nervous about being hey, here well you know, what are you going to do, right? Right. That's right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Great. Right. So, well, thank you. My motto's always been, I'm just happy to be here. I love so, it.
0: So <laughs> thanks Let's
1: again. carry that out. Yeah. All Put that right. on a pillow too.
0: Yeah, there you <laughs> there go. You go. All right. All right.
1: Well, okay. That wraps up today's episode. It does. Thanks All for right. tuning in, everybody.
0: Yeah. Witches out.